This is season two of the Truth and Transformation podcast. Raw, real, unedited, no fluff. Grab your headphones if you've got little ones around you because this is not for children. We talk about sex, emotions, relationships, any shit that gets you down, we go there. I'm your host, Kirsty D. Let's go. Hello, 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 lovelies. Um, so this is quite exciting. Today I'm talking to you about sex, desire, healing, sexual trauma, um, you know, just feeling sexually liberated and yeah, just really, really good about um, your desire and pleasure. And this is a topic that I'm fiercely passionate about because I was so disconnected from my body from such a long time. I didn't feel sexually liberated. I felt very activated when other women were. I felt like a failure because I really struggled with my sex drive and stuff. I've done other episodes on this. There's an episode called um, Pussy Your Intuition Portal. I did an episode called um, Body Love, Sexually Express Body Confidence and stuff. So you can check those episodes out as well. Um, So I've talked about that a bit before, but I wanted to dig into it deeper today because I've done a lot of healing kind of in the last year and I haven't spoke to you about this since November. And if you're new, um, welcome. Thank you for being here. So I had a lot of trauma, a lot of, um, like I say, I was activated a lot, really, really struggled. And it's taken me, you know, a long time to get to this place where, you know, I feel really, really very sexually liberated. And it's something that is you know, always evolving and changing and shifting and there's always new layers and stuff and, you know, I felt definitely more that way last year and now this year there's this whole other level. So if you listen to this podcast, you'll see kind of like um, me talk about, it's almost like my podcast is almost like a bit of a story of like, um, you know, because it's called Truth and Transformation. It's literally me sharing my truths of things that I'm going through, things that I'm experiencing, things that I'm navigating and things that have been really transformational kind of in my life or with people that, you know, I've worked with, things that I've learned and stuff. Because what I've really learned is in sharing our stories and being really vulnerable, there's some sort of like healing and ripple effect that kind of happens in that. And, you know, the reason this podcast is called, as I say, Truth and Transformation is because when we're being like really, really raw, like something shifts in that because often we don't have these like really raw, vulnerable conversations and I know whenever I've been challenged or whenever I've been struggling I wish that I'd had somebody to talk to because sometimes just hearing somebody's story you know you can feel really seen something can kind of like shift in that you can feel like oh my gosh I'm I'm not alone and until we start talking we don't heal from things we don't feel um you know, fulfilled. But obviously, you know, if you talk to somebody that can't hold space for that, I mean, that can sometimes, you know, lead you down the the other way and kind of be this whole shame spiral. So I want to talk about sex. I want to talk about desire. I want to talk about healing sexual trauma. I want to talk about, as I say, being sexually liberated. And this is something that I've been doing, gosh, you know, what feels like forever, a long time. And I can remember the first person that I worked with. Um, I didn't know this. 
I wasn't actually, um, you know, offering coaching and stuff then. Um, it just really happened really randomly that I was actually doing wellness now, selling like Neil's Yard stuff. Um, this is me going on a tangent, but there's a point to this. Basically, what ended up happening is I, she was speaking to me and she was like, oh my gosh, you've helped more than anybody's ever helped me. And basically what had happened to her is she'd been gang raped. And so I ended up working with her and I'm really, you know, helping her. And it was that, I think that was the thing that gave me really a lot of confidence to do the work that I do from, you know, having healing my own sexual trauma. A lot of the people I work with, they, I mean, I, to be honest, I think everybody's got trauma, but you know, a lot of them have had stuff related. I mean, to be honest, can you find a woman that hasn't got some sexual trauma? I mean, sometimes they're not even aware they do, but then you start digging into things and you realize just how much pain there is there. And I, I know, for instance, last year when I recorded the podcast, like Pussy Intuition Portal, like some of the things that, you know, I talked about there, I listened back to it this morning because I knew I was going to record this and I thought, oh my gosh, some of the things I'm sharing there is just rape culture and we don't call it what it is. I think even last year, I think I was waking up to that, that, you know, we live in a world that there is a lot of rape culture, but I still hadn't fully really got it and I'm always learning and always discovering more about our conditioning and it's really massively liberating, but it's also really harrowing and hard at times and I think the thing that I've learned you know if you listen to this podcast regularly you'll hear me talk about you know hard things and painful things and different emotions and stuff and for me that when we're like you know willing to look at the kind of hard things and we don't suppress it and we're willing to you know um really be in our emotions and to kind of feel the stuff it really does open us up to kind of more joy and liberation stuff. but a lot of people I think really suppress a lot they don't want to go there they kind of like in you know in denial about how they feel or they just don't know want to deal with it or how to I honestly think a lot of the kind of um you know, mental health stuff, the emotional stuff is this deep suppression of like, whether it's trauma, whether it's, you know, conditioning around what will parents think, you know, whether it's sexual stuff, I think a lot of it is like, so, you know, related. Um, and there's, you know, and then fear comes around. And obviously, at the moment, we're in a pandemic. So that brings up, you know, a lot of um, anxiety and stuff. And I just feel like I think next week, to be honest, I might talk about the trauma of um COVID and you know mental health stuff actually um if I don't do it next week I'll, I'll do it since it's really on my mind but I feel like it's all connected that the more disempowered we feel you know the more in pain we feel the more um unconscious you know we are in our relationships the more with parenting and stuff like you know in the last two episodes I talked about you know my stuff and having to look at kind of you know my patterns and where I had, you know, unhealthy things and um, things that I wouldn't have even realised that were unhealthy because I was taught these things were like normal. They became coping mechanisms and then became aware of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I have these really unhealthy patterns. And then that became this whole like, you know, kind of shame cycle and stuff. I talked about that, as I said, last week and the week before. Um, As you can see, this podcast is very much like a story, a continuation of like, you know, 
really stepping into who we are and our truth and authenticity and it's just massively liberating and one of the big things for me within that was really um really struggling to feel pleasure to play not really knowing what that was and obviously this really came up kind of for me in regards to sex and you know I want to say sex isn't just intercourse but just like that kind of intimate you know um the really intimate stuff with you know whoever you choose to be intimate with and also just with yourself and you know I really really struggled with those things and what happened last year is I really started um digging into this work more and as I said I've done podcast episodes on this you know talking about like things like masturbation and really getting comfortable with my naked body and all these things and what happened is I actually did a newsletter on this and it was the most vulnerable thing that like I don't know if it's the most vulnerable thing but it's definitely up there that I've done and I do a lot of vulnerable stuff um but I basically have a newsletter and they don't go out very often to be honest I've done like one and I've got another one coming in like my whole time of doing newsletters I only I'm very very intentional and I um because I get sick of getting loads of email and crap and all of that so we don't send emails out very often but I have this emailing list that I started purely because um, I thought, like, I, I talk about things, you know, like sex, I talk about trauma and my views and stuff. And I thought, gosh, you know, I could easily get my social media accounts shut down. Many people have. And, you know, if you've gone on my website or anything, you'll see that I'm quite out there and I'm quite audacious. I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, I talk about the real deep stuff. I talk about trauma. I'm you know, I feel things deeply. I'm very, um, you know, empathic, you know, like anybody who's into the woo, like, you know, I'm a treble water sign. Like I, I feel things deeply, you know, like really sensitive soul in that way, but not in a way that, you know, cause when we think of sensitive, we think of somebody that, I don't know, I think we think of like weakness or somebody that hasn't got it together. Like for me, it's like become this superpower of, the more that I've allowed myself to like really feel things deeply, I've also opened up the catalyst to like, I feel a lot of joy and fulfillment. And I feel like that's why people work with me because there's no bypassing. And, you know, we bring in lots more joy and pleasure and stuff into our lives. Anyway, totally going on a tangent, but I, so I did this newsletter and it was on healing decades of sexual trauma. And I thought, I want to really do this justice. I don't want I don't want to be this to be censored I can't put this online publicly because I feel like you know one because of boundaries you know I think one of the things about kind of doing any kind of healing work is you know as Brene Brown would say you know not everyone deserves to hear your shame story and not that we should have had anything to feel shame around but we often do when we've had these experiences and stuff and that isn't for public consumption So I decided to do it in a newsletter and it was really, really vulnerable, but I also wanted to do it, like really do it justice. So I really like was so vulnerable about what healing sexual trauma had looked like for me and my experience with that. And one of the things that I shared in that newsletter was basically, you know, I'd I'd obviously suppressed um, suppressed so many things because you know it didn't feel safe you know I was 
had all these different experiences and stuff and whether it, you know it was experience of like actual sexual trauma or whether it was I did a blog post on this actually of like I have this um oh gosh this I was about 17 I'm pretty sure I was 17 and it it always sticks with me because it was so traumatic but the event itself wasn't a sexual thing so and again this relates to kind of rape culture of and you know this was back like when you know in the UK at least nobody really cared that you weren't 18 and you were going kind of into clubs and stuff you know they didn't give a shit and you know just kind of pretended they didn't know turned a blind eye so I was going to clubs from like very young getting drunk all of that so anyway there was this guy that worked in the club that you know um my friends at the time they all fancied him and he decided he wanted to go out with me and I was just like yeah oh my gosh like just thought like oh my gosh how amazing he's chose me blah 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 and basically he wanted to have sex and I was just like no that's not happening I don't want to sort of thing and although that shouldn't be a big deal it actually was a big deal for me because I'd spent um many there was many occasions before then where I hadn't said no I'd allowed myself to go along with things to be pressured as I say there was sexual abuse in in my childhood so I didn't know any different but this time I was just like no I actually don't want to do this and I was really really proud of myself but anyway it was really short-lived he dumped me and um I went into the club and obviously he was working there to meet my friends I was all dressed up so you know very vulnerable you know had heels on short skirt and stuff and like ready to meet my friends and walked into the club and they were like like wouldn't have anything to do with me and I was just like what's going on so I was like stood on the dance floor on my own and they were just like we don't hang around with sluts like you and I was just like what and they were like he's told us how easy you were and that you slept with him and like yeah we don't hang around with whores like you and I can remember just in that moment just feeling completely broken I'd been dumped my friends now didn't want anything to do with me and not only was it not true like I just realized you know in that moment that you know friendships are very conditionally and I really was so desperate I just wanted them to know the truth I just was so like oh my gosh why won't they believe me I haven't done this and it's really crazy looking at that now because now I'm like well so what have you had (laughs) like you know like like you get to sleep with whoever you want you don't lose friends over that like sex is a normal thing and like what the fuck and also like what the fuck that like he was allowed to sleep with me dump me and they all were like yeah she's a whore she's a slut so that really taught me that okay I'm a failure if I don't want to have sex that you just have to please men because if you don't please men you failed and if you don't sleep with them you're going to be called a slut anyway um but it also taught me that if you did want to have sex and you did enjoy sex that you were dirty and there was something wrong with you and people didn't want to hang around with you and I love now that actually I've, I've seen people kind of online and stuff reclaim the word slut and they're like I like sex 
like you can't share me for that I really really love that movement I think it's really beautiful I know a lot of people will feel activated by the word slut I think you know you should never call somebody else a slut but I think if they claim that for themselves and they like that I think that's really empowering I think it's really good that we're reclaiming you know words that have been used against us and stuff so to kind of like you know to to bring this back so obviously there was you know traumatic events kind of in my life and then on top of that there was experiences where I hadn't even had sex and you know I was shamed by other women and stuff so there was a lot of deep shame there there was a lot of like this is bad nobody really talked about it and I know like I mean I wasn't really I wasn't brought up you know religious or anything my mum went to like spiritual churches and stuff but that wasn't a thing but I know a lot speaking to friends and stuff like sex can be a source of shame of this like somehow you're a sinner and like all of these things which is I mean it's just so crazy because again you know sex is normal it's healthy and obviously if you don't want to again that's normal and healthy too my point is I think a lot of us are really really um suppressed that we don't feel a lot of pleasure because we're not connected with our body and I do believe a lot of it is trauma a lot of it is things that we might not even realize affected us but really you know left some really really deep scars with us And this was something that had happened to me. So I really shut parts of myself down. You know, if you're a regular listener, you'll know, um, you know, I'm bisexual. And that was a part of myself that I'd shut down and felt a lot of shame around. So there was all this kind of like shutting parts of myself down. Anyway, as I started, you know, really connecting with my body and doing self-love work and, you know, doing all these things and really being um, guided by my intuition and you know and I think that's the key in healing is that you've really got to get in tune with your body and your intuition because everybody's going to tell you this is what you need to do but what ends up happening you end up just feeling broken like oh what's wrong with me why do these things happen you know have I got some weird patterns you know especially in the spiritual world because they're like well you've attracted this you've done this so again that can become this like traumatic thing um So for me, you know, it's really learning to trust yourself again. But if you've got trauma and you've had your heart broken and we've all had, you know, these painful things, so you stop trusting yourself. So then you don't listen to your intuition and stuff. And I decided that I was going to start and I didn't really know how to do this, but I just kept, you know, following my intuition, being guided and stuff. Anyway, to cut a long story short, as I started doing this, Uh, It was like I unleashed some sort of, like, beast. (laughs) And, like, I just, like, I'd gone from, like, my sex drive being, like, up and down and most of the time, like, pretty, pretty low. And then there was times when, you know, it was higher and stuff. Um, But then I would, like, push it back down and I would really suppress it. And as I say, because, you know, I had learned that that was bad and that, was dirty and wrong and a very shaming experience and people would be mean and cruel and then last year it was literally like it opened kind of pandora's box and my sex drive went like through the roof and i thought oh my gosh what's wrong with me again something wrong with me so i went from like feeling shame around like not wanting sex much to be like oh my gosh like and some sort of like again like I was like I'm some sort of like you know can't control myself like you know that kind of like in my head I was like oh my gosh I'm a slut and a slut's 
a bad thing. You know, not that I'd like gone off and, and done anything like that. Not that I think actually there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I'm in a monogamous relationship with my husband. But I, I just the fact that I my sex drive had gone up, and this is what I want to talk about. There is so much shame regarding sex and regarding desire. And I felt like I was going crazy because literally I couldn't think about anything but sex. That's all I was thinking about all day long. And like, it was really, really intense. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, I've suppressed it. And now it's came out. And like, you know, what if something's wrong with me? Like, what if I'm some sort of addict and I can't control myself? And this isn't to, you know, take the pee out of, because, you know, obviously, you know, there are people that do struggle with that. Like, that's generally how I was feeling. I was like, oh my gosh, like, like what have I done? <laughs> like, I can't think about anything but sex. And like, to the point where like, with my husband, Tony, he was just like, oh my gosh. And I felt this kind of pressure, like, as in um, that I was putting pressure on him. Um, like, because that was all I could think about. And like, I I think he, he like even said, like he did, he found it quite overwhelming. And you know, Tony's somebody that's got, you know, a pretty kind of high sex drive. But it was just, I think because it was just the sheer volume that I just literally couldn't get enough sex. And I was just like, and it was just this really like crazy kind of, like it was just absolutely crazy. And because I couldn't get enough, I felt like my husband, you know, was rejecting me, which he wasn't. But like, we literally just, you know, had so much sex that he was like, like, literally my cock. So like, I can't, like, I didn't like this, you know. And it was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what, like, literally, like, what, like, what has happened to me? Like, I've literally gone crazy. Like, I, and, and I just felt this, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, I'm absolutely, like, you know, like, I'm just, yeah, I just felt like I'd gone mad, and then I felt this, um, you know, I've never been a particularly needy person in terms of, like, um, you know, I mean, we all want validation to some extent as I talked about kind of I think it was either last week or the week before that we all have a little bit of that in us very normal very healthy but I've always had that I would say in a pretty healthy level in terms of my relationship I've never really um seek that much validation from Tony in but I felt this like wanting his validation I felt this like this shame around you know feeling this way and having all this kind of sexual desire and I, f- I found myself like just wanting his reassurance to be like it's okay to be you know horny <laughs> and like it's you know and I really so I felt this sense of rejection and you know we talked about it and you know and I kind of realised, and he was like, yeah, he says, I feel like I'm needing to reassure you a lot. And he's like, and it's fine. I love you. But I, you know, literally, you know, if he didn't want to have sex, like, literally every second of the day, obviously, you know, when kids went around and stuff, um, you know, I was just like, 
oh my gosh, he doesn't want me, and like, I just felt like I was like losing the plot, and it was just, and I want to talk about this, because healing is not this kind of like smooth, linear process, like, I often at times felt like I was going crazy, I felt totally, you know, insane and as I say I don't mean that to be activating to anyone because I know sometimes people say those things to people to like gaslight them to put them down and make out like they're going mad so I I don't mean to you know to come across that way at all but this is just it's like that's literally how I felt and um you know I did a lot of healing last year with regards to like losing friendship coming out as bisexual um all of these things and it was just this really really crazy crazy experience and something that I massively learned in that experience is that there is no one person for all your sexual needs or any needs and this I'm not talking about that you need to you know um go off and be with other people like if you're in a you know monogamous relationship then that's not what I mean at all you know if you're in an open relationship then obviously um, as long as everything's done kind of ethically and again there are things before that I would have been like really against because my conditioning was very much like no you have to be with one person or like you know you're you're a slut and you have to stay with that person forever and you can't sleep with other people and that makes you bad and wrong and all of that and it was only through reading kind of you know um, books like Pussy at the moment I'm reading um, Radically Radical Awakening by Dr. Shani, like, and I've been putting myself in these spaces, and I realised how much conditioning I had, you know, around sex and how it should be, and one of the things they talk about is that we get very conditioned, you know, and this is going to be really activating for some people and really, really triggering, it would have definitely been for me, in fact, I can remember a couple of years ago, um, one of my friends saying that she had a friend that, you know, they had an open relationship. And I was like, I'm going to hold my hands up and sorry to anybody that offend that as in open relationships and stuff. Like, I was, you know, like, really very judgmental and, you know, to be honest, an ass. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, Kirsty, that was your conditioning. Like, what the hell? Because now I'm totally like, um, you know, I, I know people who do stuff like that. And I actually think good for them because now I come from an experience of very um kind of like very sex positive and stuff and I feel like a lot of the things we get taught is very very conditional but anyway one of the things that they talk about and again you know I ask you to have an open mind about this I'm not saying this is the way for you what I what I'm basically saying is as I say I'm in a monogamous relationship what I'm basically saying is we have to open ourselves up to where we've been conditioned that you know, and this is the same with sexuality and everything, like, this is the way, and if you do it the other way, you're bad, wrong, shameful, dirty, etc. And one of the things that they talked about, you know, in those kind of things is, like, you know, there's no one person for all your needs, and I've always said this, well, not always, but for a really, really long time, I don't think there's one person for all your needs. And this is the same sexually. And as I say, I'm not saying that, as I say, I'm in an monogamous relationship. But like, 
one of the things that I learned from this experience was it wasn't Tony's job to satisfy all my needs. The same is it wasn't my job to satisfy all his needs when I was going through my stuff and didn't want to have sex and stuff. He never put any pressure on me, which of course should always be the norm. But as we've talked about rape culture, it often isn't. Um, But the point of saying that is that desire is very normal. So the same as sexual desire is very normal. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And one of the things that, um, you know, Dr. Shafani was talking about in Radical Awakening is that we all like to think we're like better and like more superior. But in reality, we're animals and animals, you know, want to have sex. And as I say, if you don't want to, Again, that's we're all different and that's totally normal. But the point is, if somebody does, that's really, really normal and stuff. And then, you know, what happens when, you know, they start getting frustrated and all of that? And this is what had happened to me. I didn't know how to deal with that kind of side of myself. And I had to really, really learn how to, you know, be with myself and to be in pleasure and it was this total surreal um total surreal experience and really messy and amazing and brilliant and like I felt really like um it's so weird I felt really like um yeah, liberate is the best word I can think of. But also at the same time, this sense of shame. I felt um, excited and empowered and then also disempowered, like simultaneously. Really crazy experience. And I don't feel like that anymore. I don't feel this shame around... um, I mean, I think there's always levels. There's probably, well, not probably. I definitely obviously have levels that I'm always uncovering from. But my point is, like, the this work, any kind of healing work, any kind of heartbreak, any kind of, like, trauma and stuff, it is very messy. But it's, it's so kind of, like, um, freeing. And I just... I want to keep the conversation around sex and stuff. I want to keep this going because I think there's so much kind of damage done. As I say, conditioning around like, you know, if you like sex, you're bad and you're dirty. And if you don't like sex, then you're a failure and you're letting your partner down. You know, if you want to have multiple sexual partners that you're dirty, you're wrong, you're disgusting, rather than like, well, sex is normal and if you're not hurting anyone, like, we have to really look at our conditioning and this is something that I learned about. So I was very conditioned that, like, you know, monogamy was the only way and when I started, like, looking into this and realising, like, when did we kind of get taught that? Because if you think about this with a a friend and you don't have to agree with me at all on this, right? But like, imagine saying to your friend, like, you can't have any other friends, you can only play with this one person, like, how messed up that would be. And I see this a lot in relationships where br- relationships break down because they put, you know, um, 
and obviously not all of us, but sometimes we can put so much pressure on our partner to make us happy and it's not your job to make them happy. Sexually or otherwise, like we're all responsible for doing that ourselves, right? And, you know, so for me, however you decide to do it and, you know, if you're in a relationship, you have to decide what works for you. I think boundaries are super, super, super important. As I say, I'm in a monogamous relationship, but like I'd never ever you know realized how much um how I was so judgmental and so closed off that things could only be one way and that was a really kind of um that was a real blind spot for me of just you know kind of looking at that and been like okay well I wouldn't think that about any other scenario that you're with one person and you have to, you know, never, you know, like be friends with anyone else. Because let's be honest, so many relationships would get funny that if they started like, as I say, me and Tony have been really good with this. Now, I haven't ever really had um, male friends and stuff, but that was my choosing because I had a lot of trauma and stuff around that. I was really... um scared of men to be honest but like I mean that's never been an issue Tony's always had like female friends and stuff but again there's a lot I see a lot of relationships a lot of jealousy there there's a lot of um lack of trust this is very much like you have to be the person to meet all my needs sexually and otherwise and I feel like this is why a lot of people have relationships that don't satisfy them you know and like I have you know friends and stuff and you know I have some friends that I you know we talk to I talk to about business and stuff and that feels really good I have some friends who are just not interested in that I have friends that are really really spiritual and stuff and all of those things come together to kind of fill this kind of well within me this kind of like ecosystem of all my different needs all the different things that I desire and stuff and my point is when we put that all on a person in a relationship so for instance my husband's like really into cars and motorbikes and all of that like I'm not interested in those things at all and so he has friends that he you know can go to and talk to about those things now imagine that you know you see this in relationships where you see where you know somebody gets really jealous because they don't work on their own stuff and they're not allowed to have friends and they're not allowed to you know talk about those things but what you're doing is you're really suppressing that part of them and you're basically saying they're responsible to meet all your needs and you know everything you want and my point is I just don't think that that's healthy and I think this is the same with like you're going to have desires sexual desires and non-sexual wise so for instance like I'm very very ambitious and you know my husband is really really supportive of that but he doesn't have that kind of drive that I have which is actually probably a really good thing because (laughs) I think if we both did like it would be um I mean it just would not be compatible at all but the point is so I will have people that I'll speak to about my business and all this obviously as I say I can talk to my husband he's very supportive but he won't get it on that level. The same as if he was talking to me about cars or whatever. 
wouldn't get it on the same level. So part of like healing and stuff, I think is community is being around people that get it. And somebody cannot help their sexual desires and they can't help their non-sexual desires. And for me, like, you know, this is the same thing as coming out as bisexual. I couldn't help being, well, I can't help being bisexual. I had a lot of internalized, um, you know, biphobia around that, but I couldn't, like, couldn't, can't help being bisexual. I am bisexual. And I think, like, you know, when we suppressing and we're asking people to suppress parts of themselves, whether it's like, you know, they just crave and desire more from life, but we're telling them that they should just be grateful and or we, we're trying to get them to be something that like, you know, if, if, you know, you're in a relationship and one person wants, you know, more sex or whatever than the other, you know, there has to be this boundary thing where, because otherwise, I know, like, if Tony had done that to me, I would still be in trauma around sex. But he didn't. And, you know, thankfully, he didn't. But I saw things differently last year when I went through this experience, as I say, where my sex drive went absolutely crazy. And I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, like, is is this what it was like for Tony when, like, you know, I never wanted to and he did? And I think this is an important thing to talk about. And it was good that I didn't recognise that then because I already felt like a failure. I already felt this guilt. I already felt this shame. But this is why I wanted to talk about it. So how does that person meet their needs then? And I think this is when, you know, um, you have to find a way of meeting your own needs. And for me, however that looks, so whether you, um, like, literally start learning how to get into your body and to really be able to, um, you know, just express yourself and in really, really healthy ways, you know, whether that's, like... um, if it's in a sexual way, it could be masturbation, it could be, um, like, there's so many different ways that you can do this, but if it's in a non-sexual way, so for me, like, I will get, um, resentful if I don't do work in my business, and I spent a long time feeling like, again, conditioning from society that I was a bad mom, but, like, I'm, a, like, I'm not my best self when I'm not doing the this kind of work, I'm just not. So I guess that I want to say is we have to really, really look at our desires without shaming ourselves and without shaming each other and realise our and realise our judgment and realise a lot of the things we've been taught that are wrong or bad are conditioning and nobody can help the desires that they have and I know for me that I'm not in that place anymore (laughs) where like I thought I was going crazy like and but I think that is because I was in an environment 
where I was around somebody who didn't share me. And so I learned how to, you know, meet my needs and to, you know, work through those things. And, you know, um, one of the things that, you know, and I've talked about this before, but like coming out as bisexual, Tony, you know, did say to me, he was like, you know, like, and again, I've talked about this before, but like he was like wanting to check that, you know, I wasn't a lesbian and want to be a woman. And he was like, because, you know, you're like, I would let you go. And I don't mean let me go, like, obviously not that he's in control of me, but you get the point. And I think that's the thing. It's just like, so often, you know, we we don't like to use the word um, control, but we do. We do we don't really let people be fully expressed. We judge people. We don't let people really be authentic to themselves and we don't let it ourselves be. We put ourselves down. We shame ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to be sexually liberated. We don't say to ourselves, like, what do you desire? Like, what turns you on sexually and non-sexually? I feel like a lot of women aren't in tune with what does it for them, what feels, you know, good for them. One of the things that I learned to do was, um, you know, really getting, been able to like, you know, get myself off and I'd never been able to do that before, ever. And it randomly came about, um, I'd come across this audio and like genuinely come across it as in, it was really this really random thing. And again, this is where our intuition guides us. And this is why I always say like, you've got to trust yourself. Of like, um, I w- had these like Oracle cards and stuff. And I was like, um, really interested because I hadn't heard of the person who did the Oracle cards. So I, you know, looked her up and then she had this website and then she had this like free, um, meditation. And I was like, oh, going to get the meditation. And there was this meditation that was like about being in your body and letting yourself um, fantasize and letting yourself be expressed. And it was the first time I'd managed to orgasm on my own. Um, And it was just, I was just like, oh my gosh. But if I'd never, you know, if I'd kept shaming myself and, you know, I'd put that all on Tony, that could have been really damaging for us because that could have been a lot of pressure. The same as when I wasn't feeling that way if he'd put it all on me. Um, And this is what I mean. So there are multiple ways to meet your needs, whether you're in a monogamous relationship, when you're in a non-monogamous relationship, when we stop judging each other, you know. And as I say, you know, desire and stuff is something that we judge. Um, I I really believe that the desires in your heart, both sexually and non-sexually, like we when we start, you know, being true to ourselves, and here's the thing, you know, we, we get taught it's in like, in religion and stuff that makes you bad, that makes you a sinner. I believe that whatever you believe in, whether you, you believe in um, God, divine, or you don't believe in any of that, what I do believe in, whatever we believe created us, whether like I say, it's God, divine, something else for you, or just evolution. I don't think you come here to be somebody 
other than you. I think there was no mistake in the making of you. I think you were perfectly created. And I believe you choose God, divine evolution, just your folks doing it, whatever you believe in, when you choose to be authentic to you. And I think that's how we start healing. I think when we do that, we choose God, divine evolution, authenticity. I feel like that's when we choose love. And for me, when we're, when we're really suppressing ourselves, when we're not allowing ourselves to be like, what turns you on? What lights you up? Like, what does it for you? When we're disconnected from that part of ourselves, both sexually and non-sexually, we hurt ourselves. We keep trauma going. We keep, um, very conditional relationships going. We keep hurting each other. And I think it's deeply damaging. And I just think, you know, if I hadn't been with Tony, if they, if I'd been with somebody else, that may have shamed me or may have, um, because my sex drive had, you know, really gone through the roof. They could have, um, you know, completely objectified me and shamed me and not treat me well because I was being very sexually expressed and I feel like when we stop doing that and when we stop um judging people for their desires and stuff and actually start um you know seeing people and ourselves through the eyes of love and I feel like it's such a game changer. I've actually created a self-pleasure meditation now um, because, as I said, that was something that really helped me to realise that, to really unlock, like, what were my desires and how could I get in tune with my body and how could I become really liberated? Like, what did it for me? Like, what did I want in terms of um, life and also desire and also sex? Like, how did I want to have sex? Did I want to have you know, this kind of like love making, really slow, romantic sex? Did I want it like, you know, fast and passionate and like, you know, ripping each other's clothes off type thing? Like, what did I want? And what things did I tell myself was bad and wrong? And I didn't actually know for for a lot of it. And the things that I did know, I sure as hell pushed down. And I think we do this in relationships we sure as hell do this in family we sure as hell you know we we say we don't but we ask people who they should be and we judge people all the time and I feel like this is why we're in so much pain because we just really push so much of ourselves down anyway I feel like I've just gone on a complete tangent if you want to work with me more I have a membership I'm going to be opening up one-to-ones soon obviously this is the self-pleasure meditation you can check it all out at kirstyd.com I feel like this was like a real tangent this week but this is you know what wanted to come through so um I'm just trusting that but um yeah if you enjoyed this do leave me a review and do check out my membership because this is really about you having the audacity to live true to you. And I feel like when we do that, not only do we create this healing in our lives, but we also create it in all our relationships, these conscious relationships that are not based on 
this conditional thing of like you've got to make me feel good you've got to make me feel better like you've got to fix me because none of us are broken and we're just not and I feel like when we start doing this uncomfortable hard work gosh it's just a fucking game changer and a lot of us don't want to do we don't want to do the self-love work we don't want to do wellness that actually feels well for us but it, it, it is just a game changer and this is my expertise this is what I'm really good at and I feel like the reason I'm so good at it is because I do vulnerability I do authenticity really well like if you're listening to this this is you know raw unedited it's kind of all over the place it's just like you know having a conversation with somebody where I'm just letting my myself say whatever's coming up for me and it's just so messy but in that in now being authentic to ourselves we start healing and we liberate each other when we really say like how things have been for us and when we look at our conditioning and our judgment and our um as I say I had this I had so much judgment of how relationships and things should be things that I really completely sort of done a 180 on and yeah there's just I think we all just have so much fucking conditioning and I just really want to um see you know women particularly just becoming really massively empowered and trusting themselves um so if you're interested in really you know radically trusting yourself using your intuition doing healing feeling more joy liberation and stuff then come over to my website chat to me um about working together otherwise um if this feels good enough for now as in you feel like you got everything you needed from this podcast episode then um yeah like that I mean that's just everything in itself so I will be back next week with another podcast episode and I hope you have a wonderful week or day depending on when you're listening to this and as always so much love your way namaste